Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and welcome back to the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast. I have a quick note about the episode last week. So episode 465, which was called Seven Strategies to Clear Your Mind and Focus Like a Pro, was a very different episode than I've done basically ever on this podcast, and the feedback I got was wonderful. I got so many personal emails from listeners who really found the episode effective for all kinds of different reasons, uh, mostly the fact that the episode was not what I usually do. And that there's so much to draw from that that I'm not going to discuss this week, uh, but the point that I wanted to make was that the episode was slower and it was a different way to communicate what I try to communicate here on this podcast every week. And you're going to see more of that. My intention with this show, as it's been since day one of nine years ago, is to effectively transfer my energy and enthusiasm and passion for these topics to you. That's what this is. It's not really me teaching you new things or entertaining you for 45 minutes or whatever the case may be. What this is, is a transfer of energy. And if I'm able to do that effectively, your life can and will change. At the best case scenario, that's what this is. And I really feel like I hit some new level of, I don't know, awesomeness <laughs> through the episode last week. Like, I feel good about it. You may not have enjoyed it or may not have found that same experience to be true, uh, but I think there's a nugget there of truth that I want to tap into a lot more. And so you're going to hear more of that. Um, once again, I'm still open, as always, for feedback. You can always email me directly, jeff at jeffsanders.com. I respond to every email within 24 hours or less, so you will definitely hear back from me. But on that note, I want to dig in this week into the new topic that I'm extremely excited about. And so we're going to dig in and make this something new and special. And so welcome to the podcast. If you've been here for a long time or this is your first week, I'm excited you're here. And I'm excited for this show to take on a new direction, to pivot in a new way and become something truly worth listening to every week. All right, here we go. So the episode this week is about doing hard things. Specifically, it's about the opposite of what I usually do. So I have to admit, top of the episode this week, that I love quick wins. When I'm able to check off a bunch of tasks in a row to begin my day, I get revved up and ready to tackle a lot more. But I have to ask the question, what if that's a trap? What if checking many boxes is actually not as productive as checking the right boxes? You know, quick wins are tempting, but I believe there's a better way. This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 466. Do the hard things first. Why the order of events matters. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm, create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down a great book about what it means to do the hard things first, why we love quick wins but get trapped in a vicious cycle of avoidance, and how to finally pivot your daily schedule into one that prioritizes what matters over what just looks easiest. Let's get to it. 
front-loading, prioritizing, identifying urgency and importance, and even early rising itself are all examples of what it means to make a decision about what comes next. What's my next action? What's the best next move? What's my next project, my next job? How do I know what to do? How can I filter the noise or make a clear decision? How can I know the answer and just stop worrying about it? These are all great questions and ones that go through my mind all the time. And recently, I was scrolling through Facebook and saw a picture of a book. And the book was called Do the Hard Things First. Now, instantly, I went to Audible, I used one of my credits, I bought the audiobook, I downloaded it, and began listening right away. Because I knew in that moment, upon seeing that book title, that it would address one of the biggest issues that I've been facing recently and to force me to address one of the biggest productivity flaws in existence, which is avoiding the hard work in favor of quick wins. Now, does that sound like you? It probably does, because that sounds like most people. Most people are afraid of the hard work. They love the easy path and would go out of their way to procrastinate on something challenging in order to check a different and more convenient box on their day's checklist, right? Even high achievers do this. Successful people do this. Rich, famous, and talented people do this every day because doing hard things is hard. That's just it, which is obvious, but there's a real issue here, which is that we can't continue to avoid the hard things indefinitely. And if that becomes the norm, if we forever avoid the difficult and necessary work to move our lives forward, we will pay that price down the road. There are great quotations about this, about, you know, do the hard work now or or do the hard work later. Either way, you're going to do the hard work, right? We're going to face the consequence today in short bursts or down the road when those choices of not doing the hard work forces us to do the much harder work of cleanup down the road. So what do we do about it, right? How do we address this issue? How do we become the kinds of people who do the necessary and difficult and challenging tasks, but do them when they matter or do them even before they matter? And then all of a sudden, we don't have those problems. We've prevented and preempted so many catastrophes, potentially, and carved our own version of success on a daily basis that actually leads to the results we want. And so what I'm going to discuss today is a combination of this book by Scott Allen, Do the Hard Things First, in combination with my own thoughts on this topic and how these things really come together to form a new way of thinking about what task to do next. What is your next action? How do you choose what that thing is? Well, these frameworks I'll discuss, one particular is going to give you a really nice and crystal clear way to say this. This is the next thing that I must do, whether I want to do it or not. The book by Scott Allen, Do the Hard Things First, How to Win Over Procrastination and Master the Habit of Doing Difficult Work, really dives into kind of the behind-the-scenes nature of why we procrastinate. Right? The book opens up with all this discussion about this reality we all face, which is that all of us do this in some area of our lives, 
We know in the back of our minds, well, I should be doing this, but I'm not. I'll do it later. Or man, I feel guilty or shameful about never doing these certain things. But I just continue to feel guilty and shameful as opposed to taking the action that would then eradicate those feelings. You know, at the end of the day, we are complicated people. We can excel in one area, but then fail in another very similar area. Right? For example, we could be organized at work, but then sloppy at home. We could manage our monthly financial budgets, but then we fail to save for the future. You could exercise like an Olympic athlete while also having a terrible diet that then undermines all of your hard work. It's messy, right? We as people are messy and we make really weird choices. And so once you understand that, you've come to the realization that life is messy. Human beings are bizarre creatures who make really irrational choices a lot. It really comes down to the question of how do you want to live? What kinds of success do you want to see? And what are you willing to do to ensure you become the kind of person you are striving to become? If you have found yourself as a kind of person who delays work or procrastinates or you are living in fear or self-sabotage or you are always having this back of your mind conversation about a lack of commitment, a lack of decision making or just a simple fear of criticism that could come in if you chose to lean into your next path in life, well, then you need this conversation. You need to have this with yourself and possibly with others around you to ask the question, how do I get out of that cycle of delay, the cycle of fear, the cycle of a lack of decision-making? Because it is a cycle. It is a series of habits, and it has become your norm, but it doesn't have to stay that way. If you want to dig into more of Scott Allen's book, you can definitely go to the show notes this week at jeffsanders.com slash 466. I have links there for his book as well as a few other episodes of my podcast that relate to this conversation. Uh, you definitely want to dig into his content because, number one, Scott's a phenomenal author in this space of productivity. Uh, this, I think, is his 15th book. But this book in particular is a great one if this arena speaks to you. Now, I want to shift topics just slightly, and let's go backwards to how I began the show, which is the allure of quick wins, or what it means for me in particular to begin my day seeing that I have a checklist with a lot of little things, uh, some of which are important, some of which I just think are fun, but ultimately, it's just a list of small things I'd like to do to begin my day, and then hopefully that would catapult me into the rest of my day. Well, let's imagine that's the case for you, that you also like quick wins. You like to have a checklist with things you can knock off one by one real fast and get on to the next. If that's your life, you experience benefits from that, right? You feel good about it. You get the actual dopamine hit from doing so. You also can, and you this is definitely a, a truism, a truth about this, is that you build momentum to do more work down the road. That, for me, is the biggest draw of quick wins, is how it gets me started in the day. It can also just keep you really busy, which is, there's a good thing and a bad thing there, but being busy tends to be more productive than not doing anything. But once again, there's a trap there as well. Also, a benefit of quick wins is that it prevents you from just simply sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing, which is kind of the problem here. The problem is we tend to be one of those kinds of people. 
we are either the busy types who are checking lots of, lots of boxes and you're a high achiever and you are a productive person and man, you love this podcast because it speaks to you because that's the kind of life that you live or the exact opposite is true, which is that not much is going on. You're kind of in a rut and maybe you've been there a long time. Maybe your norm is to not be that productive and someone told you to listen to this show so you could be productive. I'm going to speak to both types of people today, whether you're a really overly programmed high achiever or someone who desperately needs to get moving and do something. Both groups of people have the same problem. Yes, the same problem, which is the allure of doing little things. There's a danger in the quick win because it actually is a trap. When you acknowledge that quick wins are happening in your life and you're doing them a lot, you may find yourself wondering, well, wait a minute. I just had a really busy day. I got a lot of things checked off this list. But what actually happened today? If I were to ask you at the end of a busy Monday, what did you get done today? If you have to look at your checklist to then go through it and remind yourself what you did to then tell me, there's a pretty good chance you have no idea what you did Because nothing important actually happened. This is the trap. We become so busy and we get so many quick wins. We do so many things. Nothing is actually getting done. Nothing of significance. Nothing that actually means something for you down the road. When you acknowledge that quick wins are dangerous, you could also acknowledge that it's blocking you from doing what matters most. That you are, in effect, delaying the inevitable. You are building an invisible wall between yourself and the harder work that needs your attention more and more urgently, like right now. You could also then, on accident, train yourself to always avoid the challenging work in favor of that easier path and those dopamine hits. And then what happens down the road is we feel guilty and shameful because we look back and realize, wait a minute, I have been exhaustingly busy, just burning myself out busy. And somehow the things that matter most are being ignored? Like, How is this possible? How did I find myself in this position where these super important big picture items in my life have no progress at all? And yet I am busy 24-7. This is the life of most people today. If you ask the average person today, are you generally busy or generally bored? Most people, 95% of people are going to say, man, I just can't breathe. I'm so busy. And a select few might say, yeah, my life's kind of chill right now. But that's the minority by a long shot. So the question becomes, once you've acknowledged that, yes, your life is overly busy. Yes, you're overly stressed. Yes, you are extremely good at checking boxes, but you want to check the right boxes. What does that mean for you going forward? Ultimately, what it means kind of in the background is that the order of events matters. So the title of the episode this week is Do the Hard Things First, Why the Order of Events Matters. It does. And this is one thing that I actually, I think on this podcast, argued against a few years ago. So let me go back to that for a second. A few years ago on this podcast, I was chatting about productivity and I was talking about Let's say you have a really busy day and you want to get a lot of stuff done and you could just simply do all the things and by the end of the day, you could look back and say all the things that mattered got done, 
all the things that didn't matter, they got done too. I was so busy and so productive and so high achieving that I was extremely successful and all these things got done. And the order in which they got done doesn't matter because they all got done at the end of the day. What I failed to realize back then with that argument is that the order of events absolutely matters. And if you take the position of, I'm going to do things in any random order that I feel like doing, what you tend to do are the easy things first and the hard things last, which over time means the hard stuff gets postponed. This is the core of the content. This is the average, the norm, the behavior we want to change, which is that if you had this busy Monday and you're doing all these things in whatever order you feel like doing, and you do the easy stuff first, you put those quick wins first, and you delay the hard work to the end of the day, the hard work gets postponed again and again and again. It gets ignored, it gets buried, and then eventually it's no longer on your list at all because you stop even attempting to do it. It's not even an idea because you're just too busy checking those boxes to ever get there. When you focus on quick wins, it could actually eat up your entire day or even your entire week or a month or a year. When you delay the hard work, it could mean you actually never allow the time the hard work needs, which could come through something like a focus block of time that for whatever reason you have ignored. And that reason is probably because you're checking boxes in other areas first with the assumption you'll get to that stuff later but you never do. Along those same lines, when you ignore important work, it could actually mean you're trying to do it later during a low-energy, low-focus time of the day. What this actually means is you're going to miss the window to optimize your best energy because you're devoting your best energy window to other things. Simple example here. Let's imagine you have an important project to work on and you decide to postpone it to the end of the workday and you do the prioritization of small stuff first. Well, then when the actual window shows up in the afternoon, let's say, to work on that difficult task, well, you might have less energy in the afternoon like most people do. You also might be more easily distracted in the afternoon like most people are. So then when you're trying to do this important work at a time of the day that doesn't work for you, You don't do the work or you do it poorly and it becomes frustrating and difficult when it really shouldn't be or it's difficult for the wrong reasons. But if you flip the script and said, wait a minute, I'm going to do, let's call it the 5 a.m. miracle, for example, and wake up and do the first thing that matters first, the most important, difficult work right away, the thing that optimizes my best energy, optimizes my best focus. Then all of a sudden, that time of the day when you are at your peak level of focus and energy and awesomeness and you do the hard work then, well, then all the other stuff just happens later. And sure, if you have a low energy afternoon to do some smaller things, so what? That's fine. That's the point. That's the best time to do those things. So all we're doing here is changing the order of events to guarantee the things that matter most are happening when they should be happening. Ultimately, the longer you wait, the more distractions will pull you away from what actually needs your attention, and waiting is the problem. Delaying, procrastinating, reprioritizing your schedule in a way that works against you 
is going to ultimately hold you back from all of those successes you're striving for. So let's just pause for a second. Let me assume that what I've just said has spoken to you. This entire conversation around the order of events and doing hard things first and procrastination, you're saying, yes, Jeff, you're talking to me. Like, this is an issue. Or you're simply acknowledging, wait a minute, I have a big goal coming up. I have something important that I want to commit to. My big mission coming up is to do this next significant thing, and I want to guarantee my own success. I want to ensure and be confident of me and my schedule and my task list and everything that is in my life is going to point in that direction of doing this next big thing. How do you approach that? What do you do? Let's take the rest of the episode here and answer that question of how to do the hard things first, because the practical application here, the nuts and bolts of changing your behavior, that's the thing. That's the solution. So let's break these things down one by one. First, identify what's on your mind right now. You know, when I refer to hard work, I am talking about work you've been ignoring or work you find difficult to prioritize for any number of reasons. If you are already doing some hard work because it's your strength or you really enjoy doing it, you know, you are already a high achiever doing hard things. Let's say, for example, that you're really great at working out. You are just a champ at the gym. You run ultra marathons. You are killing it in the name of fitness. Well, then fitness is not part of this conversation for you. What we're talking about is the hard work in the areas of life we're ignoring, right? We all have them. You may have your strength areas, the ones where you are just, you know, the Olympic athlete really doing A plus work, but another part of your life, let's just say it's your finances or relationships or whatever, those areas are struggling. Well, then those are the areas we're going to focus on. So when I say identify what's on your mind right now, and I'm talking about hard work, I am assuming That what's on your mind are those areas where you're struggling. That what's on your mind are things that are challenging, things that scare you, things that could have an amazing benefit if they actually went really well, or a terrible consequence if those things are not addressed soon. So whatever's on your mind right now, an area you're ignoring, an area that's difficult, an area that needs your attention, make a list. Write it all down. All the things that fit this criteria, all the things that you just say, wait a minute, I'm not doing what I should be doing in this arena. Let's just acknowledge it. Let's just be real here. No longer going to hide in the dark. No longer going to postpone this work. Let's just at the very least put this on a piece of paper, put it on your computer, put it on your phone, put it somewhere. You're going to see it again and write this stuff down. Everything else I'll discuss going forward in the episode is based on this list. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, number two way to do the hard work first is to distinguish between urgency, importance, difficulty, and speed. What I'm going to do next is break down a new model. And by new, I mean an expansion of Stephen Covey's very famous four quadrants model that you can learn a whole lot more about in his amazing book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. In that book, his four quadrants model discusses urgency and importance. And your goal is to get to quadrant one, which are tasks that are both urgent and important. Things that are due now and that matter a lot to you, your work, your business, your life. I have used this model for years, maybe over a decade now, and it's extremely effective. It really helps to identify this matters now and this thing matters later and these things don't matter at all. So in this conversation, urgency are things that are due very soon that need your attention. Importance are things that will have a big impact if it gets done or a negative impact if these things are ignored. What I think Stephen Covey has done here is wonderful. Now, he has passed away a few years ago, but his model lives on. And so what I want to do is take this to the next level and incorporate two more facets that I think really take this to the level of practical application, which is to introduce difficulty and speed. Because both of those things dramatically impact what you actually choose to do in the moment. Right? If someone tells you, hey, this thing is important and it's due really soon. Well, you might actually work on it or you might actually not. This is the funny thing. Like there is an assumption that if something is both urgent and important, you're going to do it. But I can tell you right now, that's just not true. People don't do things that are urgent and important. They still delay them and then they become late or just never get turned in or completed at all. There's a problem here, right? As what we want to do is figure out like, number one, what's going on behind the scenes. But more importantly, what's the solution here? And I think the solution is to acknowledge more of reality, which is that life is more complex than these two simple factors, right? Urgency and importance are the first two. Difficulty and speed, I think, are the next two. So let's bring this home. Imagine you have 10 tasks today. And these 10 tasks are all quadrant one. They are all urgent and important. How would you tackle this list? Seriously, right now, answer this question. How would you address this list of 10 Q1 tasks? All things that are urgent, all are important. Effectively, they're all due today. You might address this by tackling this list at random. Whatever just you feel like doing right now. You may do what everyone tends to do, which is the easiest stuff first. You may say, forget it. I'm going to do nothing. I'm exhausted already. Ten things due today. Forget it. I'm done. 
I'm going to eat some pizza, sit on the couch, just whatever happens next is fine. The problem is these are all the wrong answer, at least from my perspective. Okay. I think the answer is you use what I'm calling the better order of events. That's not an official title here, but that's what this is. Okay. So here is the order of events that would actually help you to tackle this list of 10 things. Number one, you do what's urgent, important, and difficult before anything else. This is what the episode's all about. If you take this list of 10 things and you reorder it and say the number one thing on this list is going to be the task that is urgent, it's due soon, it's important, meaning I really should do it, I can't just skip it, and it's difficult. Most people will not choose this thing first because of the difficulty. This is my point from before about if things are urgent and important, some people just don't do them. They're not doing these things because the difficulty scares them from starting. If you shift your frame of mind and say from here on out, when I have a task list, which you will basically every day of your life, I'm going to reorder this list every single morning to make sure the number one thing on the list is the thing that is urgent, important, and the most difficult. When that happens, you change your life. When that happens, you change absolutely everything about who you become because you become the kind of person who says yes to a challenge. You become the kind of person who says, I am in for the long haul. I am willing to do what it takes because I'm committed to my own life. Doing what's urgent, important, and difficult might be the most difficult thing you ever do is to commit to a lifestyle of saying yes to those things first every day. This is what the 5 a.m. miracle has been about since day one. The whole point of this podcast from day one was to wake up, in theory, early on purpose and do something that'll change your life. That's what this is. That's this whole freaking podcast. So if you're going to do anything first, it is urgent, it is important, and it is difficult. Once those items are done, well, now we go to number two, which is do what's urgent, what's important, and what's easy. See, the difference here is that what you're probably going to want to do is the easy stuff first. You're probably going to want to jump to number two first because it's like, oh, well, this thing's due today and it's quick and easy. It's a phone call. It's an email. I'll just knock it out real fast and then I'll get to that difficult thing. No, 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 no. Forget the phone call. Forget the email. Forget the tiny task that you know is due today and is easy, but you're skipping the thing that really, really matters. So this is the challenge. First, what's difficult. Second, what's easy. Then number three is you do what's important and difficult, but not actually urgent. So number one and number two are both based on things that are due today. So let's imagine you actually got all the things due today done. Well, that's awesome. That's a huge win to get all the things due today accomplished. If you do, though, you find yourself in a whole new arena of work because now you can do the things that are long term, the things that are important to you down the road. And of course, the same filter applies. You do what's important and difficult first, which is number three. And the fourth order of events, the final one, is to do what's important and easy. So this list is very simple. What's urgent, important, and difficult is first. 
What is long-term important and easy is last. This order of events, it works. It absolutely works because it prioritizes the thing that changes your behavior. It gives an absolute spotlight to our biggest weaknesses, right? The areas of life where we have just, I'm not going to say failed, but the areas of life where we have yet to succeed in the way that we want to. And the yet to succeed means you get to change. This becomes your new story as you become the kind of person who says yes to the challenge first. Yes to the kinds of things that will have that impact you want. And you're going to give that level of energy and focus and enthusiasm and energy right when your day begins. Now, there are amazing benefits of following this specific order of events. Number one, all of the important work can actually get done, both the difficult work and the easy work. From my view, the actual quality of the hard work is significantly better because you didn't delay it until the last minute. There are some people who, when they work at the last minute, can then up the quality bar because they're rushed, but that's, that's not the norm. Most of us, if our goal is quality, we need more time. We can't rush and become better at something. We have to give the task the, the room it needs to breathe. So when you do a difficult challenge up front, the quality actually has time to be there because you've given it enough time to be addressed. Third benefit is that tasks that are not important are either never done at all or they're only done if you have time remaining. Now, from my perspective, if a task is not important, it is not on your list. If you're busy, if you have big things to do, if you're behind in important areas of your life, then things that are not important are not on your list. Just delete them. Just no longer think about those things as possibilities. If you have time down the road and all your big stuff is done, we'll get back to that. But until then, what matters most gets your attention. Last big benefit is that you train yourself to always do what matters before what's easiest. This is the name of the game. What we're always talking about on this podcast is long-term habit change. It's you becoming a better person today that will habitually change who you become down the road. When you change your habits, you change your life, period. That's it. And when your habit is one of focusing on what matters most, that's most difficult, you have just tackled one of the biggest monsters, biggest mountains to climb that most other people are just not doing. The key difference between people who are successful and those who are not tends to be, and there's a lot of answers here, but it tends to be that the people who are successful are just simply the ones who are willing to say yes to hard stuff. That's it. We all know what it is, but some of us choose to do it and some of us choose not to. So just become the kind of person who says yes. That's it. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. 
One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, to take this whole conversation and add that fourth element to it, which is speed. This is also an important part of this. We discussed urgency and importance and difficulty. Now, what about speed? What about your quick wins? You know, speed is actually, in part, an exception to the rule. If a task is important and takes less than two minutes to do, do it now. This is David Allen's two-minute rule, which literally is, if the thing takes less than two minutes, you can just do it real fast. However, I literally just argued against this point like three minutes ago which is that if you had a phone call to make or an email to send, you would ignore it and do the hard work first and send those emails later, make that phone call later. There is a very razor-sharp, thin line that divides doing this well and screwing this up. And I will, I'll just admit this right here. I'm the kind of person who takes a two-minute rule to the nth degree, meaning let's imagine that I see a small task on my list. It's urgent, it's important, but it takes, I don't know, 30 seconds to do. Well, guess what? I'll take those 30 seconds. I will start that task. And what happens? Oh, it, it takes longer than 30 seconds. It takes longer than two minutes. All of a sudden, I am sucked into this small thing that's no longer a small thing. I just opened a can of worms. I have just busted open something that has now sucked my life away. This is what social media is, right? You check your phone real quick. I'll just look at Facebook, just 30 seconds. I'll just check my email, no big deal. Two hours later, what happens? Nothing has happened because all you've done is looked online at nonsense and checked your email a billion times in a row. I'm talking from personal experience here. I know what this feels like. So the real answer about speed is that this is a personal decision only. Meaning I'm not going to tell you whether to check your phone or not, whether to make the phone call or not, whether to apply the two-minute rule or not. This is on you to subjectively make this choice every day. Look at your life and ask yourself, are you the kind of person who can apply the two-minute rule effectively and move on to the next thing right away, or do you get sucked in? And if you're the kind of person who says, you know what, it's just too tempting. These little tasks are just too tempting, and all I'm going to do is little stuff all day, and it'll just suck me back into that old way of thinking of avoiding the hard work. Then let speed no longer be a factor, and let difficulty be the thing that determines what you say yes to. And then, honestly, I think you're going to be better off. I think that's the best path for most people, but obviously the choice here is yours. Once again, if you are tempted, just walk away. And go do the hard thing first. There's plenty of time later to send the email, make the phone call, look at your phone. All right, moving on now to the number three way to do hard things first. 
Uh, this is something I actually started just recently, a few months ago, which is to label your tasks. Now, I use a task manager called Nozbe, N-O-Z-B-E. It's a phenomenal online tool that I use every day on my phone, on my computer. And what I have not done for a long time is utilize something they call categories. Now, depending on which uh, app you choose to use to manage your life, or if you have a, a personal physical notebook, whatever the case is, there's an opportunity in most cases to label a task or a project either based upon importance or to simply give it a category that you choose uh, more subjectively as to how you label these things. To be more specific, what I have done in Nosby is to create categories, number one, of things that are red, which are due today, and things that are blue, which are important but not urgent, which is Stephen Covey's old model of Q2 tasks, uh, which are wonderful to distinguish between things that are due today and things that are not due today. What that means is, is that on any given morning, I can look at my task list and say all the red items are first. If they're due today, they float to the top of the list by default. And if they're not due today, they go to the bottom. This is a visual way for me to see what matters today and what doesn't. And then from there, of course, I can filter what's most difficult, and that goes to the very top, and then what's a little easier, and that floats down a little bit. What this is is a fluid model of categorization that is subjective. It's your choice to do this, but it's a fluid model for you to simply say, here are today's you know, things I want to get done or things that need to get done, and I'm going to intentionally prioritize these things in the order that makes the most logical sense based upon the criteria that I want to follow. You know, the model before, things that are urgent, important, difficult, and then the speed element, this is all up to you right? What is urgent today? What is important? Like I can't tell you the answer to those things. It's your call. But the more you filter your life through those questions of, is this actually urgent? Is this actually important? How hard is this really? Well, then you'll get really good at this. The skill of being productive will improve. And then all of a sudden you'll find yourself being able to say, well, here's this list. And I can already tell you right away, delete this, postpone that, ignore this, because here's the stuff that really matters today. And then that's where your attention goes. So you can take this idea of labeling and apply colors. You can apply filters. You can apply different factors that say, here's a visual way for me to acknowledge what gets my attention and what doesn't. There are a thousand ways to approach this, but the, the core principle is always the same. You need a system in your life that allows you to quickly and easily say, this matters this doesn't. Here we go. Fourth way to do the hard things first is to lean into what I discuss in this podcast every week, which is to do things first thing in the morning. Brian Tracy's book, Eat That Frog, of course, my own book, The 5A Miracle and this podcast, uh, both hit on this topic of doing things right away. Brian Tracy's book, though, actually directly hits the nail on the head. Eat That Frog is a concept that simply says, whatever you don't want to do, whatever sounds gross, you do it first. Now, of course, I'm a vegan. Eating frogs is not part of my lifestyle. But let's imagine for the sake of argument that I had to do something that was that challenging or that gross or that just I don't want to do that task. Well, that's the perfect example of what to do first. Early rising allows you to have that focus and that energy and that optimum energy cycle to then say yes to what matters now and do that thing now. 
Now, if you want some more examples of things that are urgent, important, and difficult that you could do first thing in the morning, it'll depend on your lifestyle. But a few of them that I have done in the past for myself could include or have included working on endurance race, like training for an important upcoming marathon, for example. So I'll get out of bed early and go for a long run. Another thing that I've done in the past is to wake up and drive straight to the library, and then I work on my next book, which was a very effective strategy for my last two books. You could also wake up early and study for an exam. If you're in school, right, you have an important test coming up, an important project, an important uh, task at work that you have to do, wake up early and go do that work now. Another example that I've done in the past, and this may play into kind of the longer-term projects uh, arena, let's imagine that you have, for example, not saved well for retirement. If you want to work on your finances, improve your family's household budget, well, you might wake up at 5 a.m. and say, number one thing to do, grab my coffee, (laughs) and the number two thing, with that coffee in hand, go pull out that budget, and let's go plan our life financially. What you're doing here is you're saying, there is some arena of my life that needs my attention, and I'm going to give it that attention it needs immediately, regardless of what that thing is, whether it's personal fitness, whether it's relationships, whether it's a business project, a financial goal. Your life is your life. Your time is your time. But when you can say yes to what is most difficult right away, it changes the whole game. The rest of the day is then amazing because you have that sense of accomplishment that you can go do so many more amazing things. Like this is the mantra of the 5 a.m. miracle. Wake up and do something that matters. Number five, the fifth and final way to do the hard things first is to change your environment. So let's ask this question more specifically about the early mornings. Let's use that as a good example. Where are you when you first wake up? You're probably in your bedroom of your home, your apartment, wherever you live. Is that the best place to do the thing you want to do first thing in the morning? It might be. If your goal is to wake up and read a book, maybe you could read a book in in your living room, in your den, first thing in the morning. Or maybe your house is actually too distracting. Uh, Mine is. (laughs) I've got two young daughters. And if I wake up early, guess what? They're up early too. So my goal of focus at 5 a.m. in my household, that is temporarily on hold. It doesn't exist right now for me. So knowing that means that if I want focus at 5 a.m., I have to change my environment. I have to leave my house. If that's the case for you, then change your environment. If the only way for you to do the hard thing first is to go to a place where that hard thing is less hard, where the challenge is not as challenging, where you can actually go to the gym to lift your weights instead of doing so in your garage, or go write your next novel at the coffee shop as opposed to your dining room table. Wherever the environment is that allows you to do that hard work with more ease, well, then that's the place to go. Changing your environment will change so many things about how you're distracted or if you are at all, what you focus on or what you don't. If you go to the right place, you can, by default, remove your common distractions, increase your productivity, increase your quality of work, and ultimately create a space for you to do what matters most right away. This is it. Environment is the thing if distractions are your thing or excuses are the way you've been living. Your environment will change all of that. 
Okay, this has been a very high-energy episode. This is the opposite of where I was last week. And, man, I feel like I'm, I'm back on the saddle here. This is great stuff. And what I want you to do now is to review this list with me and think through for yourself about doing the hard things first, what it's going to take for you to make the next big shift, what your next action will be, which of these things I just discussed speak to you for you to say, I'm going to go do something different today because of what was discussed. Okay, to review, number one, to do the hard things first was to identify what's on your mind right now. What area of your life needs your attention now? Number two, distinguish between things that are urgent, important, difficult, or the speed element as well. Number three is to label or categorize your tasks in your calendar, uh, usually by colors or some other way that allows you to know here's what matters and here's what does not. Number four is do the hard work first thing in the morning. And number five, change your environment. Of these elements, something here is going to shift how you live every day. Something here is going to allow you to do more of the difficult work first and then allow you to hold off on those easier things until later. And when that script is flipped and you're doing hard work first, oh my gosh, game over. You've won. And for the action step this week, yes, 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 change the order of events on your calendar, but let's do so for you tomorrow. So take a look at your calendar for tomorrow and your task list as well, and ask the question, how can you do the hard things first tomorrow morning? How can you reorganize your day so that what matters most is the first thing on your list tomorrow morning? That's it. And then repeat that process every single day. Done. Done. JeffSanders.com slash 466 is the place to go with episode notes. And of course, subscribe to this podcast. JeffSanders.com slash subscribe is a great place to go or use the podcast app you're using right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.